Hello from Adventurize this is Venturing Beyond 9 to 5. I'm Ritu and I'm Nimi. Thank you for tuning in to season 2 of our podcast. In this season we will be sharing with you our conversations with experienced freelancers across all domains. Hear directly from our guests about all the valuable lessons, tidbits and tricks they've picked up along the way. And join us as we dive deeper into the stories behind the thriving freelancing careers they've built. By the way, if you're interested in accessing the ultimate freelancing toolkit and community, then check out our website theadventurize.com that is t h e a d v e n t u r i s e.com and join the adventurize community today. Welcome to season 2 of Venturing Beyond 9 to 5. Today we'll be uncovering some of the secrets to acing the networking game especially as a freelance writer. So yeah, as Ruthu mentioned, please feel free to leave your comments and questions in the chat. We'll aim to get to them as time permits. But without further ado, I'm really excited to introduce Ayushi to you. She is a content executive at Girl Up Shine, a campaign in the United Nations Foundation, um the founding partner at uh, Road to IPM, a freelance blogger for the Times of India and a freelance content writer. She's doing all of this while being a student at IIM Rohtak. So, welcome Ayushi. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much Nimi for having me here. Even I was so very excited for the session. Really quickly, can you explain what exactly your job as a freelancer entails? Like what does your day-to-day life look like? There are like different perspectives to it. Some people they leave their full-time jobs and then they are into freelancing. There are different kind of freelancing. Like I'm into content, some into graphics, some into uh, videos, some in the complete branding department, some into social media. And because I'm a student, for me, uh, an ideal day-to-day life looks like uh, waking up early. Maybe you do a bit of stretching and all, and then you have you have to sit for your quizzes. And after quizzes, if you have your class, then cool, attend class. and if not then you do some client work some writing stuff some uh, prospecting maybe uh, making a post on linkedin maybe some comments on uh, linkedin networking and then you sit for classes in between some classes you have a long gap even then i kind of be active on linkedin there or if i had to take up calls i take up calls then and then the day ends with some other classes and evening time if i get time i write else i, I plan for the next day I'm not into movies and uh, you know social media except LinkedIn. So I don't feel a lot of time like gets wasted. Yeah, that's really good. You figured out how to manage time really well. I think you mentioned something about prospecting earlier. Can you explain what it means to you and what it um, looks like? Yeah. So I have been previously what used to happen was I used to get a lot of clients inbound, but now I feel okay. Let me try some outbound also. Let me see how things go on. let me cold dm some people let me let me get on call with some let me figure out how they do things uh, let me get into some team you know who are into freelancing for long and uh, let me figure out how they do it so this mm-hmm. is what i mean by prospecting and if they happen to be my client some day then well and fine talking about clients right how did you kind of find your first client must have been quite nerve wracking you know doing it professionally all of a sudden So it was like out of the blue one day I wake up to someone texting me that we are going to have a landing page and can you provide the content for it so and I had no idea like 
how much to charge and what exactly does landing page I and mean, what exactly content you need to provide for a landing page and how to negotiate everything. So I was really happy that fine, I'll be writing something for the first time in exchange of money. But then uh, I had to contact a lot of people to understand what's the present rate like and what's the difference, how do how does like content for landing page looks like, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So that is how my first client, it was like unexpected. I wasn't looking for it. I just got a DM and then it all started. <laughs> Amazing. You mentioned in the beginning that your clients were inbound, so they kind of reached out to you, right? And I found it really interesting what you mentioned about, you know, figuring things out by asking other people and talking to them. So can you kind of explain your process and what networking means to you, especially in that context? So see, we need to accept that, you know, this tag things matter, do matter, at least to give a push start. Like even when I got my first client, he came in to me because I'm from IAM and he had to make something for a EdTech. I mean, it was an EdTech website. So, you know, he had this kind of thing in mind that, okay, fine, this girl, if I take someone from that background, maybe I'll get the quality. The person understands it better. Now, this wouldn't have happened if I was kind of, I wasn't available. Just because I write, I post on LinkedIn, I network with people. He came in from one of my posts. So uh, networking is really important because you never know who your next client is and which post is going to land you in what kind of clients and how what kind of offers you are going to get after this just one post. So I don't post expecting something in return, but then when I uh, see a result, it kind of uh, acts as a motivation for me to post more. Right, right, right. So you kind of, uh, as I mentioned, like in the description as well, right, you've leveraged LinkedIn really well to create this network and to gain all these inbound clients. And you mentioned that you create content regularly, consistently in order to be noticed and in order to, for people to know that you're available. So can I ask like what type of content you create? You know, the definition of being available is kind of vague to a lot of people so in order to understand better define like what networking means to you exactly and how you go about creating this content that works okay for me networking is basically having a genuine set of people around you creating a support system or like uh, like like-minded people who are going to understand what you're saying you getting help from them and in return you helping others so for me networking is this creating set of like-minded uh connections and supporters for you which I mean will help you in times of need and if you talk about content content for me is something that is easy to understand relatable and something that should add value to someone's life in some way or the other a new fact or maybe a new writing style or maybe the you know the frame of sentences how people uh, go on while posting so there is there are a lot of things to observe from a single set of content and you consciously make an effort to understand and observe that only when you indulge in something like previously also I used to write but these little tidbits I never gave attention to which I am giving attention as and when I'm growing as and when I am posting so you get to uh, understand a lot of things in the process do you have any suggestions for like you know as a beginner freelance writer when you go into it to kind of create this kind of content do you have any resource or tool suggestions i would say i don't use any tools as such 
if you set a time for a content and then you keep posting the same time it will become very monotonous and you lose interest so whenever i feel like okay this this is a good content i should be posting i just hit that post button i don't think twice and as far as uh, consuming ha huh, this one thing we need to understand that if you want to you know put forth good quality content you need to understand and observe and consume content as well and in a content when i say it doesn't only mean the fact or the educational the learning you are getting from it but small observations like i said forming of sentences putting emojis because making a linkedin post has a lot of difference from making a blog post that's a really important point as well right that depending on the medium that you're using the content should also differ and you have to kind of tailor your content accordingly and also the fact you mentioned about observing other people's posts and content and the type of content that works well and that people can really connect with is yeah very much important so thanks for mentioning that but you also mentioned something about not thinking twice and you know i was always curious about what kind of personality traits do you think are needed for networking do you think certain traits form better though i have seen a lot of introverts also doing great in this freelancing and networking field but being an extrovert you have an upper hand at it because you you genuinely love dealing with the people talking to people learning from people and not secluded and keeping to yourself so i feel being an extrovert and uh, people friendly gives you an upper hand yeah mm mm-hmm. i mean i feel like there's pros and cons to both sides and there's ways to like really take your strength and use the best of it in order to you know progress further do you think there are certain types of activities or resources you can use specifically to upskill yourself in networking yeah. a very obvious thing that uh, comes to my mind is reading like i said you need to consume content you need to uh, read a lot of things in order to present and put forth right apart from that a medium i feel is a great platform because the kind of writings you find on medium is very unique and it's thought provoking and they are lengthy elaborate someone giving their own life example so medium is a platform i think you should go to check on the writing style of different uh, writers and the topics they choose to write and you will be like amazed to see okay this can even be a content topic so medium is a great platform i feel apart from linkedin i definitely have heard about it and it's suggested to so many writers especially because like you have to practice in writing right without the practice and without actually posting to public you won't be able to receive that kind of the feedback that you need and also the kind of courage that you need to put your work out there it's kind of i don't know maybe i'm wrong but what i feel is it's like a piece of your mind and your heart that you're sharing with the world so it's kind of scary right but yeah right so the first post is always be really difficult because you are using it for the first time the platform for the first time and you are sort of putting forth your thoughts so it is going to be difficult but if you do it in a process like when i started of posting before that i made sure i am into a lot of commenting now when i commented on people's post i get like on that comment and people send connection request from that comment this kind of got me into making a post this was my source of motivation you know the push you need to get to 
just hit that post button write something and put it out there another question that i had for you is that you have worked like in a lot of different organizations and you're also a student at iim rotec and you have like a few benefits from being part of these larger organizations right do you think it's benefited a lot from your networking side and what what kind of advice would you give to someone who may not have connections to such large organizations and the benefits that may come from it yeah so in the first part i do agree and admit to certain extent i uh, had an upper hand when uh, i'm studying from this institute of repute but if someone is not from such uh, large organization and doesn't uh, is not into networking i would say still one can easily in the freelancing space because i have seen on linkedin itself so many people are great freelancers without having any tag but then yes you have to be patient enough like it is a process it is not a one night one day thing you have to build on initially getting clients will be difficult you need to reject like you have to choose between uh, certain you know certain criteria and then you have to grow so the process is long but it is not difficult i think and with experience a lot of things you get to know like freelancing especially in content i had read it somewhere and when i'm practicing it i understand the value of it freelancing is 20 30% of actual writing and the lot goes into prospecting you know talking to client raising your prices onboarding <laughs> yeah dealing with uh, clients client work so a lot goes into that writing is a, just a part of it a major chunk is something else and you get to mm-hmm. know as and when you grow yeah that definitely makes sense there's a lot that goes into the back end work that you don't realize when you just see the final product or you know you hear about people who have made it as a freelancer and are earning like a lot of money right but yeah there's a ton of work that goes that's not related to your main work so i'm curious like you must have heard a lot of advice right from your teachers from your family like the other freelancers that you talked with can i ask maybe top two advice pieces your best and your worst advice that you've received so yeah as far as i could remember there was one i'd asked this question to someone and then she said that ayushi need to understand that uh, first of all clients usually it happens clients won't be agreeing to the price you quote always there will be you know this level of discomfort but then you have to choose how much will be the work how much time you have to uh, sort of give and if their pricing whatever they are quoting is worth enough or even if they are not quoting much but then you get a brand name with it you work for some company okay they are not paying you uh, as you have expected but then you are getting their brand name to your resume or your uh, portfolio then you kind of make a trade off what you want and what you do not initially whatever you will be quoting usually it is always a no they feel it's too high yeah i guess like in the beginning when you don't have i don't know a portfolio to say that okay this is all my previous experience this is a kind of the kind of quality work that i can provide but yeah there's a lot of skills that you can only learn with experience right it's like pricing knowing how to price your products yeah. or how to negotiate to get the best deal for yourself so that's also very interesting so are there any other skills that are important for other aspects of freelancing so i think uh getting clients negotiation and networking 
letting the world know what you are good at is important because until then unless you say how will people come to know what you are good at or what you have to offer so first you have to push yourself to tell that okay hey i'm good at this this is what i do and i can pick up your project to do it until then unless you let the person know or let people know how will uh, they approach you so that is one sort of a skill or a habit i would like to you know uh, tell that don't wait for opportunities to come in first of all you show up let someone approach you and even if after showing up nothing happens you start your outbound work but you have to show up at least yeah definitely like if you don't go to that starting line yeah. i mean you won't know right you don't know if you don't try that's something that we rutvena have also heard as a entrepreneur right especially as a woman entrepreneur there's a reluctance or like a doubt right whether you succeed or not and obviously it's a lot better now there's so many resources that are available but if you don't show up at the starting line you're just you're not going to be doing anything without actually trying so do you have any other tips for negotiation specifically from your experience when you come to negotiation first of all you need to let the person uh, know that what you are providing how much you are quoting and to what extent are you ready to go how many edits are you going to give so that you know both the client and you are on the same page else what happens is they expect something else from you you think that okay they are they are agreeing to whatever i'm saying but then at the end you come to know that okay they were expecting something else so it's better whenever you get on a call with your client you let them know this is the services i'll be providing these many edits you are allowed to have and uh, this is the kind of uh, topics i would be writing on and this is how i'll be going so you just let the person know a brief idea outlook on how you will be approaching the project so this relieves you to a great extent Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like it's a question that I have as well, but we just received another question about it, so I wanted to bring it up. So, a lot of the times when you're networking in a platform like LinkedIn, which is made for this kind of professional networking, right? There's a lot of times where you don't want to feel like it's just a transactional relationship. How do you how do you make sure that it doesn't seem as though it's only for business? If you want to build a longer term relationship with yeah, somebody yeah. and them yeah. and you don't want yeah. to seem so cold right yeah 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 so this is this has happened like 2 to 3 days back i was i usually take paid consultation calls but then someone reached out to me uh, like how do you drive engagement on your post etc now i need to i had to think i am ready to get on a call a one hour call to explain the person everything but then does the person need that and uh, if even if he needs if i charge him i mean the i, I sort of uh, kind of measured the value if i charge him what am i getting what am i not getting what am i missing out if i don't charge him what am i getting what am i missing out so i kind of reached to the conclusion that maybe this person i'll be needing his help in the future so this is this person is a meaningful connection and the thing that he wants to ask or his query is about i can sort it over a call itself i don't need to charge but maybe i can ask him for a recommendation now that is not that that doesn't come under the charge thing but then he somehow adds value after receiving value so 
this ability to understand some people who actually engage in your post every day or who ask keep asking you question to them you don't charge to get a answer so you have to do a lot of things for free because you are into this networking field and you have to uh, consistently like share the results whatever you do how you do so this is how you kind of uh, maintain that balance of what is professional and what is like actual real thing that's really interesting actually so do you think that in terms of the outbound prospecting work that you've done right where you're reaching out to people to kind of gain more clients do you believe that they should all be in a transactional relationship where you know you keep it professional and straight to the point you should be super direct with them or do you think it'd be more beneficial to go a little bit of an indirect route so before trying out outbound you need to first understand what the person is like what kind of organization he is in uh, the person is in and what the per- person actually does now what, when you have an idea you need to uh, understand that whether or not the person is looking for a freelancer in that domain if he's looking for you can directly text if not then first of all you kind of try to uh, make an effort to build a relation with the person maybe engage send him a connection request with a good you know a good note and uh, then you can like i had done a lot of times i engage in their posts as well so that you know they get if someone engages in your post it is quite like natural it becomes noticeable this person is engaging and then maybe you can pitch so it is not like okay this is a client i feel this person is looking for work chalo dm and then pitch no first take time to understand and then maybe gradually you can pitch it Yeah yeah that's a really good lesson to learn and to share as well right that you need some patience you need to like kind of build this engagement before you go straight into the ends talk to people i mean there's benefits to doing that as well like you have to be you know confident enough to just go and reach out to them we just received a comment saying reacting to people's posts is enough like i saw that there are some people who are like friends through linkedin and they endorse it as well so how should we go for this kind of a networking by making personal connections with them beforehand if someone endorses um, you and ask i mean dms you that i have endorsed you now come on endorse me back you can go and endorse i have also had i have also come across this kind of situation but also you need to understand what is the proportion of people actually endorsing you and asking for a recommend endorsement back mm-hmm. very less so you need to focus on the majority what happens there and by building con- meaningful connections and networking what i meant here was for example let's say i'm from a business and management background initially i didn't knew i thought linkedin and networking is all about uh, numbers you know it's a number game uh get more and more connections and more and more followers what happened was there was a time when my feed was filled with posts i had no idea about i'm not able to understand and because i'm not able to understand i cannot engage back now i become a dead connection to them so yeah. you need to choose what kind of people will you be benefited from and you can help this is really important it is not a number game and once you understand okay my my niche or my the kind of people i want to engage with then you uh, accept those kind of connection request you send connection request to people from that field so that you are kind of filtering your audience and then you comment and then you engage right it's more about like the quality of the connections and the network that you're building how specific it is to 
your needs as well. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So we talked a lot about networking with clients, right? What about networking with other freelancers? Do you do that via LinkedIn as well? What are the benefits or and advantages of connecting with other freelancers? Yes, I do. I definitely do. Major chunk of my LinkedIn connections and my feed is filled, you know, by freelancers only. And the main benefit you get from there is someone tells you what they have experienced or gone through even before you experiencing that. So you get an idea. Okay, this may happen if I take this turn. It makes you cautious and it, uh, you know, lets you aware of the plus points and minus point even before you actually landing on the situation. This is really important and that helps. Right, you're definitely right. That's also something that we've realized. So with Adventurize, right, the reason we built it after we talked with so many freelancers, including Aishi, and we realized that there's a lot of things that you can learn from experience and having a mentor is really beneficial as well as connecting with other freelancers. So forming this kind of community, um, we are aiming to do that so you can connect with other freelancers across niches and learn from each other give and receive feedback from each other so yeah definitely agree with you we have a question about hashtags so how do you efficiently use hashtags does it actually work in increasing the reach of your post and like people say you have to restrict the number of hashtags on linkedin and stuff like that right what I have noticed and also what I've heard is hashtags work well in insta but when you come to linkedin doesn't have much role to play but what happens is if for example i follow the hashtag business now if some of my connections are commenting on if someone posts something related to business and uses this hashtag business then that post comes in my feed even if i don't know the person because i actually follow the hashtag the post comes in my feed so that way some way it is yeah beneficial but uh, not as much as on insta yeah, yeah, on Instagram, you add like 30 hashtags in one go. <laughs> also, um, here, one more point is, here people mainly use hashtags for personal branding. Like, um, hashtags decode startups with Aniket. Hashtag Shreya writes. So, what happens is, if, if a person, if I want to uh, get updated on posts regularly on whatever like uh, Shreya writes, and I don't want to miss on any updates, I go and follow the hashtag. When I follow the hashtags, Whenever she posts anything, I get a notification. The post comes in my feed. Also, when I, you know, search, for example, Shreya writes, I get all the posts written by her. So if a client kind of uh, wants to know what your niche is, the person doesn't need to go to your profile and then, you know, uh, look at, uh, click on the activity section, see the number of posts and all. The person can uh, just type in hashtag Shreya writes and all the posts that had Shreya writes will pop up. So together, I mean, uh, at first, the person gets everything. That's amazing. That's actually a really smart way to kind of showcase your portfolio as well as post to the public, as well as practice your writing and put yourself out there. And it's almost like a, a series, right? Chapters of a book. So that's really cool. We have a question about whether it's necessary to be online like all day for networking on LinkedIn. What are your thoughts? <laughs> no. Uh, I'll give this, I'll answer this question, giving example from Twitter. So I recently had my Twitter account. It has been a month or so. Now I don't have time. I love LinkedIn as a platform, but I also want to be active and engage in Twitter. So what I do is 10 minutes, if I open the app, 
whichever like tweets like come in my feed i kind of push myself to to reply something to uh, comment something and then within that minute only i kind of tweet something tweet and retweet something so it, what happens is you are spending just 10 minutes of a 24 hours but then people are getting value you are add, adding value you are kind of networking so you can use this kind of thing for linkedin as well if you feel that uh, you don't need to be active all day long do i feel you know when you get results out of it even i wasn't active but then when people started reaching out i got calls from uh, like you people for sessions i am getting benefited so when you can see the results you that acts as a motivation for you to be uh, active on that platform but you need to maintain a balance if uh, initially what you can do is you can like choose some time for networking just scrolling your feed just uh, posting or commenting right right do you have any advice for someone who is starting now itself like how to work on content also like before we get to that really quick we're curious about how many hours you spend on linkedin at the moment i mean linkedin is a tab that remains open always is that an auto share at that point <laughs> <laughs> so i may not be active i'm not using linkedin then but then the tab remains open multitasking at its finest right <laughs> like the okay. notifications i keep it turned off so that i don't get overwhelmed by the responses comments or dms so that i kind of yeah. restrict my time i indulge in networking only when i'm on the app yeah and so really quick like your last final words of advice to someone who's starting out like new to freelancing okay so my piece of advice will be observe and experiment a lot of things go unsaid but you get to understand by observing the writing style the framing of sentences and uh, using of words of people so first is observe try to build a portfolio that is if you have some work previously try to uh, maybe on canva you make a pdf or uh, these days making websites is really uh, easy in which you can put on your best works from different niches and then build a portfolio so that it becomes easy when you're approaching someone but yes observe what other freelancers are doing are telling when you are starting out because they are your support system if you you know you get drained okay fine i'm not getting good clients they're not paying me much you can share it with them and they can share their experiences everybody had to go through that stage so create a support system and uh, have some certain platform to showcase all your work my two pieces of advice yeah yeah i definitely agree with your piece of advice and hopefully adventurize can be that for you if you're interested in joining the community so last words like i just want to announce to you ayushi will be a mentor on adventurize so if you're a freelancer who is interested in joining a peer to peer networking community and you want to talk directly with ayushi then please do sign up for a consultation session and join the community the link is in the description so please go ahead and join you can sign up for the mailing list if you're more curious about what we're up to and last words from ayushi like do you have any announcements to share no announcements as such but uh, do tell whoever is being with me i mean here in live or there in this platform do let me know what could i improve or what did you learn get to uh, know from the session so that i improve because 
these sessions you know i won't come to know how am i speaking or whether or not i'm able to deliver what i'm expected to deliver until then unless i get a feedback so do give a feedback do dm on linkedin or if you have my number then on whatsapp and otherwise also you can reach out to me for any help i'll try my best to you know help you out and i have i am a part of road to ipm it's a kind of student run initiative to help people get into crack ip mat ip mat and get into iims i'm a part of girl up uh, shine this is a society under the un and uh, i have my networking sessions on graphy i had one last month maybe i'll be having some in the months to come so you can get me there that will be my last message Thank you very much Aishi and thank you to everyone who participated. Hey, thanks for listening to Venturing Beyond 95 with Ritu and Nimi. We hope you found this episode interesting and enjoyable. Please follow us on Instagram at @adventu.rise and on LinkedIn at @adventurize. That's all for today. See you next time.